Lord. Hallelujah, 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 and praise the Lord each and every one. I'm just excited to be here with you this evening. We are here tonight for the fifth night of our seven-night end-of-the-year Holy Ghost-filled revival where we are stretching our faith. Hallelujah, God. We bless God for what he has done and for what he is doing and what he is going to do this evening through the anointed man of God. Hallelujah. We have with us bringing the preach word this evening, Reverend Aaron Williams. He is not a stranger here at Purpose Kingdom Network. He is the host of DTW Ministries. He is the minister on roster at, I believe, Deliverance uh, Evangelical Baptist Church down to 22nd and Lehigh. He is a recording artist. But more than all of that, he is a true believer and anointed man of God surrendered to the will of God. So we count it an honor and a blessing to have him here with us this evening. Now, our theme scripture is Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. And it simply says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not into thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. And that's Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. I recited the King James Version. Before we hear from Reverend Aaron Williams, we are going to be ministered to through song by Sister Adrian Allen, and immediately following that, the next voice you will hear will be that none other than Reverend Aaron Williams, the man of God for the evening. Sister Adrian, I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. Though no one joins me, still I will follow. Though no one joins me, still I will follow. Though no one joins me, still I will follow. No turning back. No turning back, the world behind me, the cross before me, the world behind me, the cross before me, the world behind me. The cross 
before me. No turning back. No turning back. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God, we thank you when we bless you. Thank you for your goodness, God, for your mercy. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness. Hallelujah. Through all that you've been through, all your troubles, every situation, every downfall, every depression, every oppression, God still has been good to us. God, and we thank you tonight. Thank you for this word to stretch our faith, even as we stretch out on you. Ah, yes, God, you had and told us to add to our faith virtue, that we can build up our faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. So even as your word goes forth, God, we know that faith comes by hearing. Ah, yes, God, and hearing by the word of God. So we pray, God, that you would give us ears to hear you. Ah, yes, God, that our faith may increase. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Break and destroy every yoke by your anointing. Give glory to yourself. In the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you. Thank you, Sister Adrian. Thank you, Pastor Chappie. God, we thank we thank God. We are excited because we have the ability to allow our faith to be increased, to allow our faith to be stretched. I think that the Theme scripture is very key to trust in the Lord, hallelujah, and to lean not into your own understanding. Give God my whole heart and the ability to give God our hearts, ah, yes, to realize that it's his faith, that, that it's his glory, that it's his dominion, it's his power, it's his will, it's his purposes, it's his kingdom that we're bringing to pass. Uh, we release ourselves. There is a scripture that we call the kenosko or the, the emptying out. And it's in Philippians, the second chapter, and it talks about that Christ. It says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Listen, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. Listen, and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself. My God, he emptied himself of his glory. He emptied himself of his deity. He emptied himself of what we would call his majestic splendor. He emptied himself and became obedient Unto death. The eternal God became mortal man, became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God hath also highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. And I'll be honest, people say, what's always talking about faith? How do we get on? Because you cannot talk about the word of God. You can't talk about increasing your faith without talking about the one who is the giver of faith. See, I think we are, my shame. 
I believe we have things backwards because we 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 in our society we have Olympics we have competitions and I, we 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 go and we get things accomplished according to our ability. We get things accomplished according to our prowess. We get things accomplished because of our physical poker too, because of the abilities that we have within ourselves to do the things that we do. But faith's not like that, my God. Hallelujah. Because the Bible tells me that faith works here we go. Here it. Faith works by love. Ah, how can we stretch our faith in our own ability? When the three disciples went up on the mountaintop with Jesus, Peter, James, and John, the other nine were down and could not cast out the demon. He didn't say it wasn't because of your ability. He didn't say it wasn't because of your ability to preach. He didn't say you couldn't cast him out because you wasn't strong enough. He said you couldn't cast him out because of your faith or rather the lack of faith. I got to read this other scripture because as I think about the emptying out, Christ emptied himself out of his glory, out of his deity. Why? Being made and found in the fashion of man. When people looked on him, he didn't look like the Savior. When people look, see, we, we, we get the little illustration in the Old Testament because the Bible tells us that. Israel's first king was head and shoulders above everybody. I mean, he looked out. He, he stood out in the crowd. He was a guy you look at and say, oh, wow. He, 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 he must be wrong. He must be important. It says that Christ did not make of himself no reputation. You didn't look at him and thought he was the Savior. And then when he would do something, he didn't poke, point fingers at himself. But he humbled himself humbled himself out of his deity, humbled himself under his own glory, humbled himself found in flesh like you and I. And most of us, a lot of us have trouble humbling ourselves and we don't even have anything. Don't have a pot to pee in, grandma used to say, and a window to throw it out. Yet we find it difficult to humble ourselves. I, I believe it. I said this at our last broadcast, but I'm saying it in this revival. If the church wants revival, the church has, doesn't go into the greatness of your faith. If we talk about the hall of faith and the, those and Moses and all these patriarchs that showed these great exploits, but I'm going to tell you something. Here's the first challenge. If you have faith, you want to write that book and you don't have a pencil. Uh-huh. You want to write that song and you don't know a note. You don't have a tablet to write on. I'm going to tell you, faith without works, faith without works is dead. God is calling us. He's showing us what we have in the unseen, that we may bring it into the arena where he's given us dominion. He lets us see it in the spirit that we, what he, we have a God that speaks those things that are not as though they were in the spirit, that they would be manifest in our lives here on earth. That's why he gives us power to loose and to bind. My faith shows not by what I say, because the more you talk, the less your words 
way. You got to understand this. We are men and women called to reaction, called to response, called to do. For faith without works is dead. We can't stretch faith by just having great sermons. We have to stretch faith by moving into the deep. The Bible says deep call of unto the deep. But if the deep is calling you, guess what has to happen, child of God? You have to get wet. We have to enter into the water. You can't call and be called into the deep and don't expect your feet to get wet. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm already excited. I'm excited because God is calling us. Not just Brother Aaron, not not just Reverend Williams, not whatever you want to call me, but don't call me late for dinner. But whatever God is calling us to, he's calling us all to faith. And the thing that's so powerful about God is, listen, there's a gentleman that I go to prison with, um, Reverend George Phillips. And he said when he was younger, he spent a lot of time in the military in the Midwestern part of the United States. And he didn't recognize it, but he, when he would come to Philly, his friends would tease him. And they would tease him because he spent so much time in the Northwestern region of the United States that he began to carry their drawer and their mannerisms, and he began to talk like them, and his pronunciation became, but he didn't recognize it, listen, but those that he came around recognized it, and there is our issue right there, because if we spend time with a man, if we spend time in a certain geographical location, if we spend time in a certain part of the world, and we pick up their attributes, just think, child of God, how you will be if you spend time with God, I got to speak English. How will we be if we simply spend time with God? You, you say we want, we want to be great. We, we want to be used. We want to be the head and not the tail. We want to move and stretch our faith. Okay, God said, let's, hey, I'm all about that. Let's go. Get the stepping. What, what are you waiting on? What are we waiting on? What are who are we waiting on? Stop waiting for the crowd. Stop waiting for the support. Because if God be for you, he's more than the whole world against you. Second Peter says, and besides this, beside all the other things that we have to do, beside all the trouble that you go through, listen, I've got to tell you, trouble is evident that you're walking by faith. We want to get to that. My God. Trouble is evident. How do I know? Because that's what the devil tries to bring in the natural, in my natural vision. Because I live by faith. I live by what God said. I live by what God allows to come out of my mouth. This is going to happen. This is the word I receive. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I'm more than a conqueror. And then immediately after I receive that word, here comes the opposite. Here comes the test. Here comes the struggle. Here comes the storm. Here comes the trouble. Just why? It comes in the natural to try to blind me that I may walk by sight. Listen, I said I'm blinded, but yet I'm walking by sight. Because we're not called to walk by sight. We're called to walk by faith. And what is the evidence of faith? Evidence of faith is I don't see it, my God. My evidence is that I don't see it. 
So the devil puts trouble in our way. That the devil puts trouble in our way that our focus may be on you. Our focus may be on each other. Our focus may be on the person of our attraction, of, of our struggle, of our trouble, of our, the reason why. I'm like this because of my mom. I'm like this because of my brother. I'm like this because of my sister. I'm like this because of my family. I'm like this because of my father. I'm like this because of her. I'm like this because of him. I'm like this because of the church. You're like that because we walk in sight, my God. And God is calling you to stretch your faith. We have to stretch our faith. How do I know? Because I'm walking by what God says. And God says, love your brother. God says, love your neighbor. God says, love my enemies. God, I can't see it because they're the ones giving me the trouble. They're the ones giving me the struggle. They're the ones that's hurting my feelings. Come out of your feelings, child of God, and walk by faith. Walk by faith. Don't allow your emotions. You got to understand. We got to understand that our emotions is a movement, is a pull of our flesh. Uh, listen, I have flesh too. Uh-huh. You get me at the wrong time, you might get an eyebrow. You might get a dirty look, but you might get these hands. Uh, the devil is a liar. You, 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 might, you might have to call the cops one time, but I thank God that God is a keeper. He's a keeper because the song that I've been singing all week is when I'm weak, I'm strong. When I can't, don't think I can make it. I know I can make it. Second Corinthians says this, we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always, listen to that word, always. Everything that comes my way, all the trouble, all the perplexity, all the distress, all the despair, everything that comes my way is to help me bear about the body, the dying, the crucifying, the emptying of myself. I ain't not shit. Nah. The emptying of myself. God is trying to get you to empty yourself. Uh, yes, God. Always bearing about in the body. The dying of the Lord Jesus. How do you know he's talking about empty? How do you know he's talking about self-denial? Because this next line says that the life of Jesus. I'm perplexed that his life. I'm distressed that his life. I'm persecuted that his life might be made manifest. Listen what it says. In our bodies. Not our glorified body, but our bodies right here on earth. Right here on earth, the trouble is not to despair you. The trouble is not to distress you. The trouble is to increase your faith. My God, it's a story about a young man. He was newly wed. Him and his wife just got married. They were happy. They were in marital bliss. And as they walked down the street hand in hand, some thugs came up on them. These assailants came, and the man fought, fought them off. He fought so violently, so viciously. When the authorities came, these men were wanted for several rapes and murders. And they said, my God, how did you fight off these assailants? Do you know they're wanted across three or four counties for abuse and, and rape and murder and doing all these things, the robbery? He said, I love my wife, and I, I, I just got strength from nowhere. 
Well, about 20 years later, those men got out of jail and had promised they were going to get him. So they did. They came up and they ran into him. And the same outcome came. He still beat him down 20 years later. And the same cop came around and said, oh, my God, it's you again. Well, oh, you must really, really love your wife. He said, not only do I love her more now, 20 years later, than I did then, but I also know her, my God. Here is our issue. Because Paul said, listen, I know in whom I believe. We, 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 we're not just having faith in faith. We're having faith in a person. We're having faith in the God of the universe. But listen, faith grows. That's why I was saying Second Peter, the first chapter says, listen, besides all that, giving all diligence, add to your faith some liveliness. What, what, what? Not just because I believe God, but now I walk like I'm alive. Now I get virtue. And to my virtue, knowledge. Get to know him. And knowledge, temperance. Get, get, get control of yourself. Get control of your emotions. Get control of your flesh. And to temperance, patience. Now you're going to have to wait because even after you preach, even after you've done the will of God, you got to have patience that you hold on and don't lose what God has given you. Ah, now that I'm patient, don't be patient and murmuring. Add to your patience godliness. Uh-huh. And to godliness, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, love. Listen what verse 8 says. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you. Huh? What? They make you that you shall not be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, I got to read Second Corinthians again. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal bodies. Listen, for we which live are always delivered. Listen, as long as you're alive, life is trying to deliver you to death. It's trying to deliver you, saying, come on now, die to yourself. Come on now, die to this flesh. Die to your own will. We're being delivered, listen, to either die spiritually or die. (laughs) The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Christ said, I've come that you might have life. But life delivers you to death. What you talking about, brother? And listen, in the last six months, I've had three deaths in the family. My sister's mother's died, my oldest son died, and my grandmother died. But when I began to pray and just thank God for their life and for their example and for the legacy that they left, I began to get happy because God delivered them from this life. And while I was going through my morning and time of just reflecting on my son's life, I heard the Spirit of God say, don't let life shut your mouth. So I want to encourage you, child of God, don't let life shut your mouth. Listen, I'm going to read verse 11 again. For we which live are always delivered. 
That trouble that came in your life is trying to deliver you unto death for Jesus' sake. Listen again, here it is again, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest. Listen, it tells the truth in our mortal flesh, that this land, this flesh that we cherish so much might begin to look, walk, talk, smell, and act like Jesus, my God. Yes, God, I'm excited about what God had, that analogy really had me encouraged. I said, God, how do I get to know you? And as we talked about Reverend Phillips, and they said, you, you, you talk like you're from the country. And he had a draw from northwest like Montana, and, he, and that area, he had a, a draw from that area. And they just thought he was you know, a new guy, that it was so funny. Just example, if we spend that kind of time in the presence of God. You, you want to know how to really increase your faith, child of God? Hang in the atmosphere of faith. It's the same thing that we worshipers do. We don't practice worship because we want to find out when to raise our hands or when to hit that note or how to sing a song. We worship because we love his presence. I feel, oh, yes, I feel the presence of God right there because we're trying a lot of gimmicks. We're trying a lot of formulas. We're trying what we've seen brother so-and-so and sister so-and-so done. And God is saying, spend that time with me. Spend that time with me and move when I tell you to move. Go where I tell you to go. Say what I tell you to say. Listen, and you'll add to your faith. Listen, when I used to play basketball, when I began to play, you can ask Wayne, you can ask Shu, you can ask Kat, you can ask all the guys that I grew up with. Until I was about 15, 16, I could not play. I could jump. I could get rebounds, and that's all I was good for was getting rebounds. But by the time I was 17, oh, my goodness, I had, I can say I had some game. I wasn't the best guy, but I had some game. I, I moved from Z court to A court when I was about 17, 18. I used to be able to dunk. I used to be able to do all these other things. But it started because when I did the first layup, I did the first jump shot and shot over the backboard, shot another one and shot a brick, and everybody was laughing, I still knew I could do this. I still knew I could do it. So guess what? Rain, sleep, hail, or snow. When the basketball didn't even bounce because it was too cold, I was still shooting. I was still shooting until my shot began to go in. You know, they say back in the day, like rain, like water. I got better at it. I got better because I had faith. Listen, child of God, you're playing that video game. And when you got it, you couldn't get off level three. Now you're on levels that people don't even know existed in the game. Why? Because you had faith that you could get better. And if we can do that with the games of our life, why can't we do that with our spiritual life? Why can't we put these things into things that we enjoy? Ah, ah, there it is, that we enjoy. Because the Bible says, if you delight yourself in me, I'll give you the desires of your heart. Is it a delight to serve God? Ah, yes, God. Proverbs, trust in the Lord. Uh-huh. 
with all your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding in all your ways. Listen, pay attention to that word all. That's not just when you're on the mountaintop. That's not just when you're in trouble. That's in those places of mediocrity. That's in those places of complacency. That's in those places of depression. That's in those places when you feel God is furthest from you. That's the time to begin to call on God. I said at the beginning a lot that we missed because our society has put competition in front of us. And the problem with some of us is that we look to, I would say, excel ourselves or to raise ourselves up, but we do it at the stepping on our brother. We do it at the expense of stepping on our sister. Listen, there's no problem having a difference of opinion, but don't let the difference of opinion separate you. Listen, discrepancies, differences of opinion does not dictate the relationship. You just have a different way of seeing it. We have to respect each other's way of seeing it because we might be in the same church, we might be in the same family, but we might be different parts of the same body. Uh-huh. I can't see it your way if I'm a toe and you're a foot. I can't see it your way if I'm a toe and you're an arm. I can't see it your way if I'm a toe and you're an ear. Because our purposes, although we're part of the same body, we are not the same in giftedness or position or function. I want to increase my faith, but I don't want to do it at the expense of my brother. I don't want to do it at the expense of my sister. Listen, I'm going to read an excerpt, excuse me, from a poem from Douglas Malone. It It was made famous by Martin Luther King, and it says, If you can't be a pine on the top of the hill, be a scrub in the valley, but be the best little scrub on the side of the rail. Be a bush if you can't be a tree. If you can't be a highway, then just be a trail. If you can't be the sun, be a star. For it isn't by size that you win or you fail, but at being the best, listen, at whatever you are. I I can't compare myself to Brother Rob. I can't compare myself to Pastor Taffy. I don't compare myself to other people because I have to be my best. Listen, I want to tell you, if I go and practice from today, from today, for the next three, four, five years, I don't have, I don't, I still don't think, I, and people say, well, that's because you lack the faith. I don't think I still, on my best day, could beat Michael Jordan playing basketball. I, I, I don't, and, and maybe it is an issue, and I don't even want to put it like that, but maybe it's an issue of my faith, but maybe he's just better in that gift than I am. Did you ever say that? Did you, and you that envy and that look at other people and look down your nose and talk about people, do you ever think that maybe that's not your area of giftedness? That's not your area that God wants you to function because what God calls you to be, he doesn't call us to be better. He calls us to be our best. Listen, child of God, God is calling you to be the best you. Guess what? You're looking at someone else, but can nobody beat you at being you? You are fearfully 
and wonderfully made. God made you for a purpose that he did not give anyone else under the sun. He gave that purpose exclusively to you. And guess what? Nobody else can fulfill it but you. That's why you have to be the you that God made you and be the best at it. Another excerpt from Martin Luther King said, if you're going to be a street sweeper, be the best street sweeper. Don't just try to be the best female, the, 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 the best male, the best black man, the, the best. The be the best. It doesn't matter if your best isn't better, but as long as it's your best. Ah, when you know you should be praying, when you know you should be fat, when you know you should be in the Word, are you in front of the TV? I know I'm guilty of a lot of that. Are, are you? You know you should be in the presence. You know you should be praying. Are you giving it your best? It was a study that came on the radio. They were talking about people that spend, America spends millions on gym memberships every year. Ah, yes. Gym memberships every year. And out of those millions that go and have gym memberships, they said only about 7 to 10% actually use it for the time that they are paying into their membership. At, and they said the other 90% is paying more to stay home. More of their, their per diem of their membership is on days they don't even go to the gym. My God. I want you to ponder. I want you to imagine with me the body of Christ. If we all, ah, yes, I hear that scripture, but we all with open face as beholding in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the spirit of the Lord. I'm stretching my faith because I'm spending that time in his presence. I'm getting the mind of Christ. My mind is starting to change. I'm beginning to sound like him. I'm, I'm beginning to smell like him. I'm beginning to talk like him. I'm beginning to walk like him. Not because I'm so good, not because I'm so sucky much, but because I'm Surrender, my God. Hallelujah. God is calling us to surrender. God is calling us to give up the hoopla, give up the pandemonium, stop trying to make a reputation for yourself, and just do what I tell you. Fall on your face when I call you. Uh, open the book when I, when I, when I speak to you, because I want to speak even deeper. We're going listening for a word when the Bible tells me, yet we have a more sure word of prophecy. We have the word of God at our disposal. I'm always challenging the child of God. I'm always challenging the church. Why? Because I'm challenging myself to stretch my faith. And I know faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I know the Bible tells me, beloved, mm -hmm, yeah, building yourselves up. On your most holy faith Praying in the Holy Ghost That the more I spend time with him And get up and move ah, The more I spend time in his presence And get up and do The more I The more 
spend time with my God, the more my faith will increase, not just because I move in obedience. Yes, it's because of my obedience, but it's because I begin to move from just a belief in who he is to a knowing who he is. Ah, yes. Can't you see it? Can't, can't you see it? I know some of us, we got people dressed. We went shopping with friends for someone. We went shopping for a loved one. We went shopping for a husband. We went shopping for a brother. We went shopping for a friend. And we took people with us. And people were picking this out. And people were picking that out. And people were saying, he'll like that. She'll like that. That'll look good on her. He'll be there. He'll like when you buy him that. Oh, that goes good with his skin complexion. You say, oh, nah. He don't like that. How do you know he don't like it? Because I know him. Because I know her. I know, oh, she ain't going to wear that. Uh-uh, she ain't going to wear that. That's too much cleavage. That's too short. That's too long. That's too loose. That's too tight. That's just too much color. He ain't going to wear that. She ain't going to wear that. Why? Because the person that they just were friends to, the person that they just heard about, the person that they were just acquainted with, you knew. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I believe that the Holy Ghost is, is drawing that thing plain for you because God wants us to come from a place of just hearing about him, just believing about him, into knowing him. Ah, hallelujah. Yes, 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 yes. I, 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 I think that, 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 that's, the, that's the word right there. I'm not going to press it anymore. What I am going to do, ah, yes, God, I'm going to sing this song. And then I'm going to make the altar call. This is the song that I've been hearing all week. And I asked my minister of music at the church that one day maybe I can sing it. I'm hoping I can sing it now and I sound hoarse already, but old song. It says, I glory in my troubles, but I will lift my head. I won't feel discouraged For when I'm sad That's when I'm glad Persecuted But not forsaken Cast down But not destroyed For when I'm weak That's when I am strong I'll not fear tomorrow I'll not fear my foe. I will stand in victory even more, all the more. On the outside, I seem to perish. But in my soul, I'm renewed every day. For when I'm weak, when I'm weak, that's when I am strong. God has called us to strength. He's called us to life. Matter of fact, the word says that he's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Listen, my brother, listen, my sister. We can stretch our faith if we stretch ourselves out in the presence of an almighty God. We can stretch our faith Bible says, wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his ways, but by giving heed to the word of God. Listen, 
living according to the word increases your faith. How do I know that? Because faith comes by hearing. But see, James tells us that hearers, you can't be a hearer only. God doesn't call us to hear only, but he calls us to hear that we may do. My God, hallelujah. Because the scripture tells us and encourages us that it's God that works in us. Listen, both, not just to hear, both to hear and to do. God is working in you, and he's letting you hear that you may gain faith, but that your faith may get boots to the ground. Brother Donnie always says that because you got to put boots with your faith. Listen, Thomas Edison said this, most people miss opportunity because it comes disguised in overalls and has work boots on it. It's dressed up as work. You want to increase your faith? Put boots on the ground. Get moving. The children of Israel, we got to get out of that mindset that the waters parted when Moses opened up his arms. The illustration when the children went across is that the priests carried the ark, and as they stepped into the water, the waters went back. Even when Elijah and Elisha went across, he had to take his mantle and whip it. That when Elisha came back without Elijah, he put it to the test. Where is the God of Elijah? What is your challenge that God is allowing life to deliver you to death? Is it loving your neighbor? Is it loving your family? Is it loving your church? Is it going to church? Because someone, listen, in life troubled you. Someone disappointed you. Someone lied to you. Someone cheated on you. Someone did something that moved you out of faith into sight. Listen, I'm going to tell you, the Bible tells us if we measure each other by each other, we do a bad thing. Our former pastor, the late pastor Benjamin Smith, used to say it this way, if we measure each other by each other, we're using a short stick. Our measure is Christ. Our measure is the word of God. It's not each other because guess what? If you keep looking at me, you're going to definitely see something you don't like. You're going to see a fault. You're going to, you're going to see a shortcoming. But if our eyes are not on each other, but on him who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light, my God, there's no variableness, neither is there any shadow of turning. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Maybe you don't know him tonight. Maybe you do, and you want to stretch your faith. I challenge you. Uh, if you don't know Jesus in a pardon of your sin to in a pardon of your sins to accept him as Lord and Savior. Listen, he's the propitiation, he is the substitute, he is the one that God called uh, to die once for all. That we that were dead in trespasses and sin may become alive to God. Listen, R. W. Shambach used to say it this way the Son of God. Became 
the Son of Man. Listen, that we, the children of men, might become the children of God. Don't you want to be a child of God? Then repeat after me, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. God, forgive me of my sin against you. I pray that you would save me. I acknowledge that Jesus is the Christ and that he died and rose again for my sin. I thank you for saving my soul in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to pray. Then I'm going to call the pastor back on the line, and then we're going to come back after that with a few words, closing remarks, and the benediction. God, I do thank you for the people of God. I thank you because all souls belong to you. Thank you for the hearer, God, and thank you that this word has fallen on good ground, knowing, God, that your word will not return to you void, as you said, but it will accomplish what you sent it out to do, and it will prosper in that thing that you sent it. So we thank you for your word that was sown on good ground. We thank you for your word that was sent. We rebuke the devourer. We rebuke the enemy that will try to snatch the word out of the heart of the people of God. And, God, we pray and we thank you for the germination, for we know that one plant is one water of God, but we know that it's you that get the increase. Get the increase for your glory. Get the increase for your purpose. Get the increase for your will that you may bring the fruit to your glory, some 30, some 60, and some 100-fold. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on, Pastor Jackie. Praise our God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, 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 God. I just praise and thank God for the word that has gone forth. My soul has truly been blessed this evening. We bless God for everything that has gone forth thus far this week. We invite you to join us tomorrow evening at 9 p.m. right here on www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom as we go into the sixth night of our seventh night end of the year Holy Ghost Revival. The preach word tomorrow evening will be coming from Bishop Donald Jackson. You do not want to miss the move in the word of God tomorrow evening at 9 p.m. Again, right here at www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Hallelujah, God. I just bless God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, man of God. Thank you, Reverend Aaron, for allowing yourself to be used of God. The ministry is back in your hands. Hallelujah. Praise our God. I'm 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 excited, Pastor. I'm I'm excited, Sister Adrian. I'm I'm excited, Rob, because God, you you have to understand who I am and who I was without Him. We know the song says, without him, I would be nothing. Without him, I would fail. Without him, my life would be drifting like a ship. 
without a sale. He, he, see, see, a lot of people, they say, well, that's because he came from this. He, he, but I thank God because the Bible tells me he who's forgiven much loves much. My God. And I thank God for the love that has been shared abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. Listen, child of God, that love. Ah, yes, God, the love of God. Faith works by love. Faith, I'm going to say it three times. Faith works by love. Faith works by love. Not just the strong emotion, but the knowing. I know in whom I believed. I know. I know him. I know his ways. I know his sound. I know his voice. I might not get it perfectly right because he might tell me to go left and I went right. But I'm learning his voice. Why? Because the Bible tells me that his sheep know his voice. Listen, and a stranger, they will not follow. I'm following, and Adrian sang that song, the world behind me, the cross before me. Though none go with me, yet I will follow. Will you follow into the unseen with a God ah, that moves in the realm of the unseen? Life will come to try to take you out of faith by putting a lot of things in your sensory perception, in the arena of your senses. Life is come, and that we read the scripture, that we're always delivered by life. I think I'm going to read that scripture. That's the When I had that, I said, my goodness. And if you hadn't written that down, that's 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter. And that's, I'm going to read verse 10 and 11. Matter of fact, I'm going to read from 8. I'm going to just read that portion again because, for me, this is where my life is right now. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body, the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be manifest in our body. For we which live are always, there go that word again, delivered unto death for Jesus' sake. Don't let life kill you. <laughs> I'm going to preach that one day. Uh, although no one's getting life, no one's getting out of it alive. And that, 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 that is a, I don't want to say a dichotomy, but that has a twofold meaning. Life in Christ, the Christian, to find life in Christ, your life, no one's getting out of it. <laughs> oh my God, that is some good stuff right there. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. My God, he wants his life to be made manifest in us, Christ in us. We have this treasure 
in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. (laughs) My God, that his life may be made manifest in my mortal flesh. My trouble comes that his life may be manifest in my mortal flesh. That the, the distress comes that his life might be made manifest The persecution comes that his life may be made manifest in this mortal flesh, in my mortal bodies, in the realm in which he's given us dominion. So when I look at Pastor Chappie, when I look at Brother Ra, when I look at Minister Adrian and I see them, I say, there go Jesus. (laughs) My God, my God. We understand what man has done in nature, what man has done naturally, what man has done throughout history. When someone raised up a movement, Martin Luther King, JFK, Malcolm X, who, who, there was a leader. Mm-hmm. There, there was a leader. There, there was a king. There was a queen. There was, some, there was a judge. There was someone who led the movement. So what history has done, what man has done, what history has shown us, kill the leader, kill the movement. <laughs> but look what God has done. Christ said, if they would have known that I came to die, <laughs> my God, if they had known I came for that purpose, they wouldn't have crucified the Lord of glory. I followed the history of man and I started my movement in the flesh. I started my movement in the likeness of sinful man. I started my movement and humbled myself as a servant. I found myself in fashion as a man, and I became obedient. I started my movement in the flesh, and history repeated itself. But he came to die. (laughs) Ah, He fixed the game, allowed history to kill his leaders, kill its kings, kill its judges, kill its prophets. And when the prophet came, the word of God stopped. When the prophet died, when the prophet was killed, when the prophet was persecuted, when the prophet was exiled, the word of God went dry in the area, in the land. But when our Savior came, he came for that purpose. When he came, uh, when he was lifted up, look what he's doing even in 2018, still yet drawing men, women to himself. Pastor, I don't want to keep running on and on and on. I do want to read again this poem by Douglas Malone because I, I, I really like it. But I want to get in. I don't want to get into it because we have just a few minutes. But I want to fill this time just to read it. I, I had the whole poem, but I just read. I just wrote down the first and the last stanza. There's a few more um, verses and parts in here, but I just had this excerpt. If you can't be a pine on the top of the hill, be a scrub in the valley. But be the best little scrub by the side of the rill. Be a bush. If you can't be a tree. If you can't be a highway, then just be a trail. If you can't be the sun, be a star. For it isn't by size that you win or you fail, but at being the best at whatever 
you are. Child of God, I challenge you. December the 29th, 2018, the last Saturday of this year, to find out what you are, who you are, where you fit. your per- And when you find it, if you already know it, now add to your faith. Be the best at what you are. That doesn't mean that you're better than me. That doesn't mean I'm better than you. That just means I'm my best. And listen, if every hand was the best hand, if every foot was the best foot, if every toe was the best toe, every every toenail, whatever part of the body, whether you consider insignificant, listen, God said that he put a more abundant, bestowed a more abundant honor on those parts of the body that lacked. Why? That there would be no schisms in the body. Ah, but that we may have the same care one for the other. I'm going to do a closing prayer. And I'm just so I'm excited because I know that as we are a body, that as Christ has put this in us, this word, this revival that Pastor Chappie has brought forth right here on Purpose Kingdom Network, that the word that's going forth has gone forth not just because she's brought preachers, but because God has a message that he wants his body to hear. Listen, we're in this thing together. The Bible says he gave some preachers, gave some teachers, gave some apostles, some evangelists, some prophets. Why, why did he do it? That we all may grow up in him together. We're all growing up in him together, whatever your purpose. doesn't matter if you're a doorman. doesn't matter if you're an usher. doesn't matter if you're security. doesn't matter if you're a parking lot attendant. doesn't matter if you're a custodian in the house of God. When you lay hands, someone should move. Demons should tremble. And all you're doing is putting a sheet on a women's dress when they fall. All you're doing is sweeping and cleaning the bathroom, but the same power that's available to the pastor, that's available to the prophet, that's available to the evangelist, is available to you sitting in the pew. That's why the word is preached, that we all, may grow up together in him. For in him we live and we move and we have our being. God, we thank you and we bless you. Thank you for again this word. Now, God, I pray that even as this year comes to a close, we thank you for the word that will yet continue to go forth over this broadcast, over these airways. We thank you for your anointing that rests on Purpose Kingdom, on Rob, God, on Tappy, God, on Adrian, and on those that work behind the scenes. We thank you for the know-with-all and the wherewithal, God, that they have. We thank you for the vision. God, and the willingness to serve. We pray, God, that that willingness, that spirit of willingness, that spirit of servanthood, God, that it would flow heart to heart, breast to breast, God, through the airways, through those that will hear the word, through those that will minister on purpose kingdom, uh, that we recognize, God, that you've called us not to be served, but to serve one another. Continue to get glory to yourself. Continue to bless us. Continue to prosper us, God. But 
most of all, continue to make us a blessing. In Jesus' name we pray.